You recording already? All right. Oh, shit. Um, damn, I can't believe this is going to be the last episode. This uh, is Cafe Fuerte, episode eight. Um, we decided to switch it up a little bit for you guys. We always love asking the questions. And uh, myself, Ames, Nick, and we got our behind-the-scenes buddy Chris here, too. Uh, we're going to answer the questions we love asking everyone else. So we're in the hot seat. Um, I'm about to pass it to Nick, though. What's up? What's up? It's Nick. Um, I'm excited about this episode. It's the last episode. Chris, tell us. We should let people know what Chris does because we spoke about what we did in the first episode. So, Chris, what do you do in real life? We need to let... What do I, do? Um, I do a little bit of everything. I think most people know me from DJing. Um, also, what I do in terms of uh, with Sociedad, which is a, I started as a record label, but I'm sort of pushing it out in different directions to this point. Um, so I have Sociedad.life. Thank you. Actually, it kind of ties back to coffee because one of my dreams is to open up a coffee shop in Puerto Rico. Or something hey, like. so, I love this. Words. So um, the name Sociedad was, you know, back in the day, um, societies were built in coffee shops. So people would all come together to the coffee shop. And so it debate the day, um, debate politics and everything. So societies were built there. So, and so, so, Sociedad. Hell yeah. And we're Cafe Fuerte. This is, everything's coming together. That's fire. That's amazing how our communities come together through coffee so here we go we're gonna bunch them together as always all right we're gonna start out with amy amy tell me how you because chris and i were just talking tell me how you like your coffee and when you lost your virginity oh my god I never thought I would be this fucking nervous to talk about something we ask other people. Um, so, I mean, I take, I mentioned it before. Um, I take my milk with a splash of coffee. Right now I'm drinking black coffee because Nick is so damn health conscious that she only has almond milk. And I've never heated up. Have you ever tried warm almond milk before? Yeah? Well, yeah, so um, it's usually like two sugars. Actually, I just found this spot in the Bronx that makes the best coffee I've ever had. Better than my grandmom's, better than my own, and that's a big deal. That's, that is blasphemous. Um, yeah, no, this little bakery, the shit is like a dollar. The milk is just right. Like, I literally wake up excited just to buy that shit. So, so that's one. Two, I'm like fixing my pants right now. Um, I lost my virginity at 20. And the reason why Honestly, I, it's not because I wanted to stay a virgin for, sh you know, like, just because. I mean, obviously, I didn't want to be out there, but, and if I would have stayed in Miami, I used to live in Miami for a year. If I would have stayed in Miami, yeah, I probably, I'd have been out here. Um, we came back to New York, though, that shit was a whole different vibe. Like, freshman year was like, whoa, we don't do that here. So I'm glad I got checked before, beforehand. <laughs> but 20 was because... Guys always wanted to try to take my virginity, and then it would become this like, this ch this cat mouse thing where it's like, oh word, that's your intention. You're never going to get it. And then years passed, and then I was 20, and I ended up hooking up with this guy who I'd had a crush on 
from like ninth grade. I swear to God, don't laugh at me, bitch. Okay. <laughs> he looked like Huey Dunbar. Okay. <laughs> I used to tell, that's what me and my cousin, whenever he was around, we used to be like, Huey's coming, Huey's coming. And uh, yeah, no, we would, we would talk on and off ninth grade, 10th grade. And then after I graduated, he graduated about a year before, a uh, year ahead of me or whatever. Yeah, no, it actually happened and I knew it was going to happen and I was like, fuck it. I just, I need to give up this V card already. I'm sick of this shit. It's too much responsibility. I was like, yo, it is what it is. And the experience sucked. It was so, yo, it was so fucking bad. It was so bad. I don't even hardly remember it. But I do remember the next day, like, I couldn't walk. I had to sit like in a, <laughs> I had to sit in a in a fucking tub of like warm water because like I didn't ex- I didn't know what to expect, and like my body was like responding to it really weird. And I remember my mom kept like coming in. I felt like she could sense something was off, but there wasn't nothing special. Like I wasn't doing anything. She's like, "You good?" And I'm like, "I'm fine. I'm fine." She's like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "No, just cramps, just period." <laughs> but yeah, it was just over. It was like. In a second, it was right. done. It was over with, and then that's it. I don't know. It was horrible. I didn't start having good sex until a lot, like years later, years and years and years later. So, with sorry, Huey or somebody else. Sorry, Huey. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> that shit was over after like two months <laughs> that that happened. But yeah, Nick. Okay. Like, I'm fire. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's so embarrassed by this. Okay, we all gotta do it though. No, I know, I know, but it sucks. All right, so I like my coffee only the way my grandmother does. And mm. I was just there, and I don't drink coffee. Ask Amy every time we set up for Cafe Fuerte, guys, I'm a fraud. I don't drink the coffee. Mm. It's just the something about the way that my grandmother makes it. And it's even like my aunt will make it, my uncle will make it, and it just won't be the same. But when my grandmother makes it, it tastes like home. Mm. And so I was trying to like peep in the kitchen because she'll never show you exactly how she does it. Uh-huh. It'll be like, I'll be like, abuela. And then I'll ask her, she'll be like, oh, no, no, que ya yo lo tengo aquí, espérate. And I'm like, but I want to see how you do it. She ain't slick. You ain't slick. She's trying to hold the coat out till she dies. But she, um, yeah, so I only drink her coffee. I've been drinking her coffee since I was born. And I don't know, it's just, it tastes right to me. So that's it for me. If I can find somebody to combat or to compete with my grandmother's, then maybe I might, I might fuck with it, but not today. Um, and actually, wait, I did. Um, what's that? What's that spot in Miami? Uh, cafe Versailles. Yes, that cafe. That Yo. it's clo- that's the closest to my grandmother's that I've had. That I was like, this shit is official. Uh, it's like this fire ass like Miami spot or whatever. Um, uh, it's like by Calle Ocho, right yeah, over there. Close to like a little van. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and they also because I was just in Miami on a layover, and they have um, they have like a little like stand in the Miami International in the airport. airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's fire. I was yeah. like, I am I I got it. Um, and I lost my virginity. I was a little bit hoish, hoier than than Amy at that age. No, I wasn't a hoe. I was I was nineteen. I was nineteen. And the thing is, like, I was really. I was scared to lose my virginity because my mother, it's like funny because your mother was like checking in on you, whatever. My mother always told me that she'll be able to tell. 
So that scared the shit out of me through high school. Like all the girls, even junior high school, like the girls started to have sex when they were in junior high school. And I was like, ah, uh, maybe I kind of want to. But then like the fear of my mother being able to tell was like way too great for me. So I didn't. And I remember one time there was one guy that I was dealing with. I've been, I was dealing with him for like three years before I even lost my virginity. And um, I was 19 when I lost it. And I met him when I was like 16. Right, hoeing. <laughs> I was. That's why I was joking because I was a year younger than you. But no, freaking. Um, I remember we were driving down the West Side Highway, and I had asked my older brother, who I've gotten all my advice from, but he's made me a savage, and I don't trust or like go through things normally as a female. It's just terrible. But um, my older brother, we were driving down the West Side Highway, and I was like yo like i think i want to lose my virginity to this guy but i'm scared and whatever and my older brother who's supposed to be like i want to put you in a bubble and never have you do anything Mm -hmm. was like look nick the one thing you don't want in your life Mm -hmm. is to have sex with a guy Mm -hmm. after you're married and realize it's a dub (laughs) i was like like, oh my god i don't even know what that is I don't know what to do with that advice. I had no idea. I had no idea what to do with that advice, but I was like, all right. I all I knew at that point is like because again, my brother made me into like this savage that I didn't trust anybody. So I was like, all right, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it with somebody that I trust and somebody that's gonna be good to me after. I didn't want nobody that was gonna just like one and done me because I felt like it was special. My that was one thing my mother always trusted me like how Mm -hmm. special it is. So um. Yeah, it was Christmas Day 2008, and I went up there, and I was like, all right, let's do this. 2008? I went uptown, and, like, I did it. We did it on his brother's bed. I hope his brother never listens to this. We did it on his brother's bed, and I, it, like, freaked me out. And I I had these, like, yellow polka dot panties I'll never forget. And, they, and actually, that day, we were, he was he used to always take me back to my, like, to my mom's house or whatever which was again good points if you're gonna lose your virginity to somebody make sure he's a good guy to you he was a good guy at that time he ended up to not be such a great guy later on in life but at the time he was an amazing guy to me he used to always take me to my mom's house and i remember his cousin gave us a ride and we got stuck on once we got we got pulled over on 116 in lex i'll never forget and i remember his cousin turning around looking at me and being like nick you got your license and i'm like i got my permit like i'm like but i'm thinking about like i just had sex and i'm happy as fuck because contrary to amy's i loved it it was fire i was like yo i remember one time Nah, it was really good. And I remember we were on, and maybe because it's just like my connection with that person or whatever, mm. but we were on the one train. And I remember we were at 50th and I looked at him one time. This was like after we had sex, like weeks later. I looked at him and I was like, babe, he was like, what? I was like, why is everybody not having sex right now? Like, it's like, <laughs> like, it's the most amazing thing on the planet. Like, why is it not? And I was just like, that like unleashed the freak. And then that was it. I mean, but I wasn't like a freak, like whatever. I was like a monogamous freak. So right, when right. I'm with somebody, right, I'm right. open when I'm not, I'm not. So that's my story of how I lost my virginity. Chris. Well, the way I like my coffee, um, black, I used to drink it with three sugars. Um, but uh, over the summer, diabetical. Stopped. What happened? 
Diet? You ever heard? <laughs> no, but over the summer, yeah, no, but over the summer I stopped drinking uh, sugar. Somebody recommended I stop, and I kind of went through a detox. Uh, but now I'm back drinking my sugar. So wait, hold up, hold up. What did it feel like though to not be on sugar? I, I, it was easy. Like I still I enjoyed the coffee. I love coffee. So no, I just like, meant like the the feeling of not having sugar in. It was system. good. It was good. It was definitely it was needed because I was I was going a little too okay. crazy with it. Um, mm-hmm. but now I I put one sugar in it. So yeah, so uh, my virginity. I lost when I was 13 actually. Yeah. Youngest, the opposite, youngest no, today. The opposite of, of you. I was in Miami. That's a record. Uh, Miami. That's why I would say that. Miami? Yeah. See, that shit is wild so, yeah, out there. Def- no, I mean, I, I think they approach sex in a different way than most places do. They're very open. Yeah. So I think just being in that yeah. environment. Oh, yes. They were very yeah. open out there. So, yeah. It was. I was a thirteen-year-old boy. Nah, I mean, right. I was a thirteen-year-old boy. Like, I, it's just you know, we were at a party and it was a girl I was dating or whatever, and you know, one thing led to another, and we, you know, started with kissing, and it kind of just kept going, and then. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. check you out, yeah. little baby Christian. Yeah, yeah, we stay, we stay friendly. Yeah. Uh, Good for you. That's a that's a Virgo man of him. <laughs> Very thoughtful. I can't, so, yeah. I can't just bang and leave. Did y'all go to the same school? We did, yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. I had to see her mm-hmm. every fucking day. She didn't want to know right. enemies. Right. Getting stared at. Um, shit, now now that it's us in the hot seat, I'm like, what's the next question? You got the questions out, Nick? We, we doing the most right now. This coffee's strong as hell. Child, I'm about to not go to sleep till 5 in the morning. <laughs> I'm scared of Amy today. Her natural high is scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> I literally, I like, I'm used to Amy, but, like, her energy is just, like, glowing today. She's just so happy, and I love it, but I just got to I gotta get used to it. Not that she's not always glowing, but, like, today is just, like, especially, like, you just happy. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy excited right now because, like, my last very last minute like yesterday mm-hmm. my organization um offered me grace of god a part-time work. position for a tenant organizer okay work congrats so yeah. it's i'm real excited because there's some campaigns in new york that i get to work on nice that i didn't expect Bro. So that could be it. It could be I'm just hype. That's it. Yeah, but to get, yeah. but to get a, a nice little salary for part time, go. I'm about to have a lot of time on my hands. So, Chris, <laughs> I'm about to be your shadow for All me. right. <laughs> you know what question you want to ask next? I got the questions. Um, what do you do immediately after a breakup, Amy? With your happy ass. With your happy ass. After a breakup, I'm wild depressed. I am no good to no one. Um, fuck. I need my mother. I'm not even going front. Like, I need, I literally need my mother after a breakup. Uh, that's just like a, that's just like a little while though. It never fails. Um, yeah, no, and then it's like, I probably read some self-help book. <laughs> Give myself some time. What? Hang out with my grandmother. That helps because Dominican women love talking shit about men. Yes. So, like, there's some kind of therapy that happens where it's like, oh, right. what? None of them ain't shit. Not, nah, I love, <laughs> I love all men. I really do. I believe y'all are God's gift to this earth. Not really. Um, but my grandma is, like, the best person to ever get you out of a funk. Mm. So I think, yeah, I just reach for family when I'm going through a breakup. Family, I'll probably, like, yeah, reading, family. I think the most recent breakup that I dealt with, for some reason, like not even meditating mm. was helping, but like jazz music got me out of it. As it plays in the background. Right, right, right. 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 So Miles Davis, mm. 
Actually, it didn't even feel like a breakup, but yeah. I'm really no good for nobody when I'm breaking up. But the good thing is, is that um, coming out of it is always a better version of me. Which always, yeah. It's a, it's a better, it's, it's like a momentum that kind of hits me, and then I end up accomplishing a lot of crazy shit after, so. It's good. It's not bad. Well, for me, it depends who I'm breaking up with and how much I care. <laughs> There's some times where I get out of a breakup and I'm just like, I'm ready to do me. I'm excited. I was waiting for this. And now I'm just ready. Because, you know, towards the end of a relationship, like, you already know it's about to be a dub. But um, when it's, like, one that I was still very attached to and it's hard for me, I start deleting shit because I'm scared of myself. I don't trust myself after a breakup. So I start deleting numbers. Um, I back up pictures because I do like keeping pictures, but I delete them off my phone. Um, what's helped me through Who my most pictures after you break up? Nobody keeps pictures, Nick. Like I I do. I do. <laughs> Even yeah, I do. It's just sometimes I don't know. It's like some I'm I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But anyways, yeah, sometimes I keep pictures, bitch. Yes. Yes, judge me. <laughs> But you know what? Sometimes, like, even with exes that I don't fuck with, even with exes that I don't fuck with, like, I'll keep pictures because I want to be like, oh, remember, like, that time? Or maybe I look cute and I don't want to get rid of it. Like, I was looking cute out here and I'm not trying to get rid of it. Anyways, so that's what I'm like after breakup. I delete shit. Um, I try. it. The thing that's that I really, and I, I went through a breakup recently without my mom. And I think that it made it longer. So it's interesting that you said, look out for your mom. Because once I got to my mom and my mom and I just like rekindled our relationship, um, I spoke to her and it just felt like, like literally it felt so much better. Like I was able to sleep that night. Like it, I, it was amazing. So um, yeah, I, I delete shit. Um, I back up shit and delete shit. And I, um, I look for my mom. That's, that's definitely a good point. Um, I try to be around kids. Because when you're around kids, you can't talk about your life. Kids do not give a shit. Right. Kids like to just play right. and play right. and go to sleep. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what I like to do after a breakup. I like to play and play and go to sleep. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm like after a breakup. Chris? I mean, for me, I, I think it's the same. It depends on the relationship I was in, how much I cared about that person, whether or not I broke up with them or they broke up with me. Um, I mean, there's been times. Like, the first heartbreak is always the hardest, obviously, because you never experienced that. And most likely the person you're with, you felt you were going to be with forever, right? You're naive and what have you. So it's kind of like that, that pain of, of thinking that the life that you envisioned together is no longer going to be a case. Um, right. That's sort of a challenge you have to sort of deal with yourself. Um, right. But afterwards, you know, what, what, I te- what I tend to do is just, I mean, it's been a while, obviously, but like what I did in my past, <laughs> um, right, what I... <laughs> What I've done in my past is, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of everything, you know, some of the more, like, ignorant ways, you know, the one oh, way to get, you know, you know right, 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 exactly. Um, and the others, you know, hang out with my, my, my family, my friends, my brother. Um, so it just depends. But I, I definitely think time is really the only way you get over it, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know you over it when you stop checking their page. <laughs> but it is, I, I, you, you should delete everything. I mean, I mean, I've thrown away letters. Right. Anything that's just as much as I would want to mm-hmm. remember it. It's like it's not healthy for. It's not. Yeah. 
I mean, for me, I want to emphasize the fact that I delete the number because right. that's the thing is like sometimes you get a little bit too comfortable and you like, damn, like I want to hit you up. I right. want to say something. That late night text. And especially have, yeah. my Gemini ass. When I right. got something to say, I'd be like, no, I have I to say, say it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, nah, like that's why I got to delete the number because mm-hmm. if I don't delete that number, I'm going to start sending drunk texts. It's <laughs> not it. Mm. Like, kind of taking granted how like the, one of the hardest breakups mm. y'all know who it is I had one of the hardest mm. breakups I ever had to deal with um, it's interesting because I ended up moving with my sister mm. okay. at the time my niece was four years old Okay. so like as much as I wanted to be in a farm right. it was hard being really like it was hard to be far away my mom was all the way in Georgia right. my grandma lived in Williamsburg so like you know it was from work right. in the back to the crib so mm-hmm. a lot of times I was by myself unless she was there mm-hmm. But yeah, what? There was no record. What? I want you to play Tootsie Roll. I want you to to teach me how to twerk. I want to color with you. And that's all we did. We mainly colored. We watched fucking Mulan like 20 times. Uh, Hot chocolate. So Mm -hmm. she was definitely uh, a rock in that that process. Until one day she like looked at me because she hadn't met him before. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Uh, Thea, where is such and such? Mm And I was like, that's weird for her to ask me that. Mm-hmm. At that point, I think it had been a few months that she hadn't okay. seen him around. And I was like, oh, he's fine. Like, right. you know, she goes, you know, he's not your boyfriend anymore. And right. I'm like, what the? No. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, you really loved him. And I was like, Damn. oh, we got to go home. Right. And you got to mind your business. <laughs> and I'm about to cry. But she was four and she understood. She didn't. Like, she got this, you know, the fact that there was someone in my life that right. I was close to that right. wasn't around anymore. And what happened to them? Right. Because... You know, you love that person. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, kids have all the damn answers. I'm going to need you to they stop. Do. Stop fucking observing so much. <laughs> and on that note, what's the best advice someone's given you about love and relationships, Amy? Nah, chill out. I come from a family full of Dominican women. <laughs> Dumb bitches don't give. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what is the best advice? Oh, Lord. I don't know. I can't really say that I've ever followed any direct like advice or that it's ever really applied to me. Unless I'm like crying and it helps me stop crying. I don't know if anybody's really given me something that hadn't changed over time. So I don't, I don't take anything like as gospel, even if it comes from my mom, my grandma. I know where their advice comes from. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a sense of detachment from okay. their advice. Right, right. Like, my grandfather was a freaking dog. My dad, I love my dad, but mm-hmm. he was also, like, a hella womanizer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if I got certain advice, it's like, that might not apply to me and right. where I'm at and the men that I date. Not right. that I'm any better, but, right. you know. I, my mom is, I love her, she, but mm-hmm. she's more of a, of a friend when it comes down to the realm of love. Okay. Things like career and being responsible, then I take that, like, that's a right. lot heavier for me. But advice is, like, shit that I've learned on my own, like... You know, kind of accept things for how they are and not how they, how you want it to be. Accept someone for how they really are and not how Very I true. expect for them to be with me or for me. Very true. You know, um, I think that's kind of it for me. The best piece of advice actually just recently came from my Thea Joyce. Because I realized that you don't, it never ends. Not when you get married, mm-hmm. not when, what I, in like that fear of losing the person. Mm-hmm it'll always be there because we're not like, it's not like a natural thing. We weren't born together. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't lose a hundred percent yourself. So she told me, you know, don't give things too much thought. Mm. 
like it kind of freaked me out because I'm like, yo, you got three kids and like, <laughs> you know, you're married. And she, you know, she's like, yeah, but if I see something that I don't like or something that's sus, you know, I just try to not give it so much thought. Right. And I'm like, damn. So me, my overthinking ass, that was the best piece of advice somebody ever gave me is, you know, no piensa en eso. So you, Chris? Um, my mom always told me to not trust anybody. I don't Yikes. know if that's see what a I'm good saying? thing or not. Fuck, um, mom. And of course, you know, Shit. again, I think it goes back to her experience with my father, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I, I listened and I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that you have to go through the experience on your own and kind of come to the conclusion based mm-hmm. on, like you said, like through your own experience and what have you. Um, but the advice I always give to everybody is, you know, be patient um, and also just sort of be, understand that person you're with, you're in a relationship with them, but it's more so as a partnership, right? Okay. So it, it goes deeper than just like that. Of course, everybody, when they first meet, there's, it's, it's full of lust. It's full of all those sort of things that are just basic human nature. But over time, it's in order to develop a proper relationship, it's a partnership you develop with each other. Right. So whether or not you want to get into that partnership with that person is really what you got to think about because all the other shit goes away. I mean, right. the, the hope is that it maintains throughout however long you're together, but the, what's really going to make it last is that partnership. So I always tell people, you look for a partner more than anything else because the looks, everything else goes, you know what I'm saying? Right, but, yeah. right. And it's, it's really interesting. I mean, we don't have to get crazy into depth, but I mean, the reason why it's even more dope to talk to you mm-hmm. is because you're married and mm-hmm. you've been married for a while mm-hmm. and in this fucking day and age mm-hmm. <laughs> in this day and age you'll be lucky if you get your photo up on their social media page. you know what i'm saying <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so I, I think it's really it's really important to hear your perspective mm-hmm. and for listeners to know like you know chris has been you know with his partner mm-hmm. for a few years mm-hmm. so you know, when you say look for a partner more than mm-hmm. anything else, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people get so caught up in the right. vanity part of it. Right. Or like following this textbook right. checklist of that like. Shit ain't real, yeah. Right. right. Or damn, he's he's lacking in this, right, right, so right. I gotta let him go. I can't settle for right, this. Right, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. It's really dope. No, I agree. I mean, I mean, I mean, of course, you, you have to be attracted to the person. All those things are really important because if there's no attraction, there is chemistry, human beings, right? So there needs to be some right. sort of chemical. Yeah. On one of our uh-huh. homegirls in our group chat, she every time we send a picture, she's like, "He's too fucking pretty. I don't got time for this shit." <laughs> she's not with the like looks at all. She's like, "I need the connection first and connection foremost." Connection is important. Which, yeah, I mean, but usually connection is physical, right? That's a reality. We're human beings. That's what we're attracted to people, whatever. And that's just, that's that's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. But after a while, you you need something more than that. Like I've never been attracted to somebody based on fully off their looks. Like, right. Yeah. That should that should go. Like I'll, exactly. I'll get bored of you. You know, what I'm saying? I need some. I can sit down with you and have a conversation that goes beyond the most basic shit because that's that's not interesting and it brings me into my next question how do you know you're over a situation amy oh fuck man i'm i don't know when something is over that's first and foremost that's my problem i don't know when to walk away when i know something's over because i don't like to give up on things i don't like to give up Mm. on things on projects on people so yeah man (laughs) so it's like yo for real it's so tough because it's like if you're not 100% over one thing and get into something else, then you just kind of keep piling up these like emotional baggage. You know what I'm saying? Not in a way where it's terribly uh, like difficult to maneuver. It's more like you always, like a piece of your heart is always out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I know it's over, when I don't block you, when I don't feel the need to like delete your number and block you, I'm Gucci. <laughs> 
That reminds me of that meme when she's really over it versus when she's just mad. You never oh, seen yeah, that? Nah, when like nah. there's this meme where like there's like the top row is like when she's just mad and like all the niggas clothes is like on the front, like in the back porch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a, an apartment complex. It was like in, in the on the lawn in the front. And then it was like when she's really over it and all his stuff was like neatly packed, separated in the front of the door. <laughs> it was like that's that but that's exactly that's true. Like I think for I don't know how it is for men. I'm not a man, but for women, I think that we we will be angry and enraged, and we want to fight, and we want to whatever when we're when when we want to fix something. But when we don't want something and it's a dub, it's like I will neatly put everything away, and I wish you the best, and um have a nice life. You when is when are things um, over? I for think you? you start noticing little things, but I think for me it's like, it's like Ooh, when I little things start annoying you. Hear you. That. Do you hear the fire truck in the background? Yes. Okay, go. Some ambiance. <laughs> um, no, I. Brought to you live in New York City. Brought to you live from Los Sudas. Um, but no, I, I think for me, like I saw it. Oh, Oh God, we right. went Fuck already. you, Dominican yes. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> I'm fake Dominican. Oh, shit, that's another. <laughs> uh, so we got we got two Puerto Ricans in the building, but I'm I'm Dominican on the inside, so right. I get hype when I hear merengue, bachata. It's, it's in me just as much as the bomba and the salsa. So that's fucking electric. But that's better. Yeah, go ahead, tell us. Um, but no, I, <laughs> for yes, me, I think sentence. you start noticing little things that you know start annoying you more than they normally do. Um, and at the end, you just, you just don't give a shit. Like for me, like I don't care. Like I can, if I can think of my life without you, then I'm good. I'm done. I just when I know I'm done. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm still thinking, oh, maybe we can make, make that work, right. whatever, whatever. Then I'm probably not over yet. But once exactly. I can vision and I'm comfortable with, you know, saying bye, then right. I'm good. I just got to tell a story really quick. So we were at Jose's party. If you don't remember Jose, episode two, Cafe Fuerte. And Amy, the, the, we're just saying because Anthony Santos just came on. Amy danced 18 bachatas <laughs> with this one nigga <laughs> to the point where I was concerned. I had, to go, I had to go find my friend. I was worried about her because I was like, yo, is this man essence. keeping her captive? No, she was there defrutando en la vida because she was having the time of her life. I was like, all right, let me leave me alone because clearly after her 20th bachata, she doesn't get to that the song is over it wasn't just to be clear it wasn't one long ass song no she danced the entire bachata set with somebody somebody's entire bachata set that was amy and this one guy that she like at the end of the night he might as well have gone home with her she was like nah i'm cool i just wanted to dance with you this entire set you confused the shit out of that man he thought he thought we went together after that it was like (laughs) he would not leave my side as, and they were with a shorty, which I'm almost uh, sure. No. I'm usually the girl in those situations. Nah, I know what I'm saying. Shorty is the one where it's like, oh, I can't get mad because we're not together together. That's the vibe I was getting from her. So when he came over with on some, like, what's your Instagram? It's like, nah, puppy, gotta go. <laughs> You're not about to get me into a fight at La Marina and throwing over this fucking thing. <laughs> I am terrified of water at night. I am terrified of water at night. Fuck that. Girl, I'd have given up right in the fucking water. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> nah, but uh, no, I love dancing. I mean, it reminds me when they used to do this Dominican festival out here in the South Sides when I was a kid, but they don't do it anymore because gentrification mm. took away, you know, something that 
most kids like me who never we used to think that was a Dominican Day parade. Mm, that was okay. a fucking festival, festival until I was 16, 15. No, it was like 14. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was like an official right, parade right. like the Puerto Rican Day parade. Right. I thought that was it. But now, nah, 2012, there was like party done. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What's the next question? I'm fucking scared. What type of ex are you? What type of ex are you? I'm the non-existent ex. I'm the one that never happens. There's probably very little proof. Um, yeah, it's very it's very it's very rare that like people know that I'm with somebody. And it's kind of like that notion of like just in case this shit don't work out, we need to like move on, no problem. Like, you know, it never happened. But yeah, I'm the non-existent ex. I don't think I've even like accidentally liked exes like post from 72 weeks ago like i'm not even that type of ex it's just like nah we done we done but i've gotten better at it over years i am the don't run into me because i won't recognize you like you could come up we could have a full like five-year relationship and come up to me and be like nikki what's up like i miss you how you doing girl i'm like who are you like what uh, what happened like what what we shared a bed for like 10 years and i'm like "Mm mm-hmm well, what's your name? Puerto Rican. I know you from where? Elementary school. <laughs> I don't know you, man. That's that's who I am. That's the type of ex I am. So you're Puerto Rican. Clearly. That's actually exactly where I'm Puerto Rican at, probably. I'm cool. Like, I, I stay friendly with everybody. Get the fuck out of I am. Here. I'm, I'm just, Get I'm out of, I'm for real. Like, I've never had. You gotta had, cut that shit I'm, out. But I've never had, like, I think I've never left a relationship on bad terms. I guarantee you the girls that you so-called cool with low-key hate the fact that y'all broke up. That whole that's on I'm them, cool, but that's not on, on the, me. But I'm right. saying for me, like I, I right. I'm cool. I, I never left a relationship on really bad terms. Yeah, of course oh, it's always no weird or whatever. But know. like, I never been in a situation where it was like I can't stand you, you can't stand me. Like things didn't work out, so let's just keep I moving. I mean, that's very mature of you, but I'm I find that real. very like, hard I've to never believe. Had, no, I've never had a really bad, really bad breakup. Really? Yeah. No. Damn, I'm living my life wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um. What is your first thought after sex? After any sex? After sex, period. Damn, I wish I could play this this Diana Ross song. <laughs> um, I don't know. We've asked that question before. We've never asked that shit before. First thought after? Roxy's nasty. <laughs> Shout out to Roxy, yo. She was hella explicit. I love that girl. Um. First thought after sex. All right, I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm an info, so I'm gonna want to do it again. That's my thing. I love sex, so that's my first thought. Next. <laughs> uh, it depends with who, but I'm a cuddler, so I'm just like, can we cuddle now? No, but sometimes I'm the one that looks like the fucking shell of fucking stone, so. I'm definitely not a cuddler. I've never. I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna go past relationships. That's you know, be respectful. Don't give us the politically correct. I'm not answer, being, I'm be being like, real. I'm not. I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm just. I'm telling my past. I've never. I mean, usually, I'm, I, there is no thought afterwards. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you just sort of in the moment. You know, oh, you're one of those thought. mental people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you though. What did your family, mother, whoever tell you about sex? Oh, Jesus. They traumatized me. 
they're the they're the they're the fresh aunties and aunts and and uncles and grandma. They hella perverted, so they would always make sex jokes around me, and I was so they would always make me hella embarrassed in front of friends. Like at parties, they were probably grinding each other. Like they yeah, they used to always just make crack jokes about sex. Um, yeah, I just remember being grossed out by them. So most of the time, I just talk about sex with my friends. But that's fine. I think sex is very interesting in the Latino community because we do talk about it. Like, for example, my grandmother was a fucking freca, and I love her, but she was just like, she was very vulgar. And for my mother's bachelorette party, get this, my grandmother is a was a master craftsman. Like, she could knit, crochet, sew, um, mold with her hands, bake, everything. She was just amazing overall. And for my mother's bachelorette party, my grandmother made her, I think it was cupcakes with a dick on it. <laughs> All of them had dicks on it. And my mother was just, my mother's a Virgo and she's kind of a little bit of a prude. So she just like sat there with like a red face. Like, did my mom, did my mom just do this? Like, uh, uh. We're both Virgos. You, I just said what I said. And <laughs> like, how could you say we prudes though? A little bit of proof when you're comfortable, but if like you guys aren't out here like ah 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 about sex, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure that in your men conversations, you're not like yeah man, I was like this and like Shorty was like that. You wouldn't do that. You're more like ah we was cool, you know whatever. Like this like you don't really talk about sex the way like maybe other people kind of may feel comfortable. So my mother just got got like really red. But with us, my mother fucking freaks us out. My mother sometimes she'll say stuff to us just to like whatever. But I'll never forget. My mother telling me, and this is probably like part of the reason why like I have a kind of weird thing about sex. My mother gave me this analogy of like this table in the front of a um, store that everybody had to put their bag on. <laughs> you, you know, like you know, like Liberty. Like remember Liberty? You had to put your bag like. So my mother gave me this like analogy of like this beautiful table that everybody put their bag on. Okay. And she was like, you know, like you don't want to be the one that everybody. Because be then at the end, the table just got used and abused and it got right. thrown away. This was my mother's analogy. So like sex, but like sex now that we're like the cousins are all getting older. Everybody's getting older. Like we talk about it a lot more. And it's just like my family, there's two guaranteed conversations at the table, sex and shitting. Everybody is like okay. oh like right. you know did you go today did right, you go because right. it's like are you constipated like right. we don't we don't we're yeah, not scared to talk about my uncle has a song this is the most disgusting song ever my family's gonna love this right now oh, this is my uncle this is my great uncle so it's my mom's uncle he has a song that he's been singing to us since we were kids are you guys ready yeah, the song goes <laughs> the song goes <laughs> i can't look at when I say this, um, the song goes, Mahong, 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 Mahong. It's like, it's like, uh, cuatro peo, lo limpio con lo dedo, Mahong, Mahong. It's the most disgusting song ever. But we sing this song to each other, and we know what we're talking about when, like, we're singing the song. Nobody else. Thank you. And then also another thing is my family has a code word for vagina that no other Latinos have. So, but it's so funny because my cousins, all right. So, we all my it started with my aunt. My aunt calls it papa, like like potato chips, right? 
Right, right. So when I was in school, when I was when I when I was in school, like my homegirls were all like, "What the fuck is a papa?" Mind you, all my girls are Dominican. Right. Like, what the fuck is a papa? I'm like, you know, your papa. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, but like right now, my, if my family is listening to this, which they will, they like they get embarrassed. Like when we say this, we we get embarrassed. Right. We get embarrassed by this word. Like right. it's toto. Like we we're like, oh my god. Like right. like stop saying. And I remember once when I was in an Uber on Facetime with my cousin. And um, everybody in the car was English speaking. Nobody spoke Spanish. And even if they did, they didn't know what they were talking about. Right. So her and I were talking about something. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, your papa. And she's like, Nicole, <laughs> you're in public. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, so what? Papa, 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 papa. Nobody knows what I'm saying. Doesn't fucking matter. So she was like, I'm so embarrassed. And like, like now, like the younger generation, like the, my second cousins, mm-hmm. they, they still get embarrassed. Like I was, I took my cousin Jade to the city the other day and we were talking about like, you know, care. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, like you always have to make sure, you know, you're, right. you know, your papa. Right. And then she was like, Nicole, stop seeing that in public. <laughs> and I was like, papa, 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 because nobody knows what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. And then another thing is there was a guy born and raised i mean uh born again raised christian in this in this in this, in los sures and my family grew up he used to go by johnny toto because okay. he was known okay. he was he was known to get pussy he was known to get pussy but this man i'm telling you he was 50 years old this man was 50 years old born born again christian <laughs> will still shake your hand and introduce himself. Hola, me llaman Dani Toto. I swear to God. Como si fuera nada. Oh, me llaman Dani Toto. Nah, I think he died. He used to own, um, he used to own, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Dani Toto. I think so. I don't remember if Dani Toto died. But he used to own, um, he used to own a tattoo shop on okay. Metropolitan. Yeah. Okay, word. Okay. Yeah, R.I.P. Dani Toto. Si se murió, I don't know. I think he died. R.I.P. J.P. JT. Now we used to we we used to call it um pompona. Pompona. Isn't it popola? Popola was like right. a funny. It's like when okay. I got old. Remember I that song? That. I know. Uh, Nasty ass fucking song. Um, no, nah, but we used to call it pompona. What did my family teach me about sex? Nothing. Um, Nothing. Absolutely nah. not a motherfucker. <laughs> no, I mean a little bit. No, right. I think you learn on your own kind of like I, I mean I wasn't raised by my father, so like I didn't never had those you know you know come sit here at the sun type of conversations. Uh, my mom, she would say, you know, just be respectful of, of whoever you decide to engage, you know, in, in those actions with. Family feud. <laughs> but it was never, it was never, my, my grandmother would tell me things here and there or whatever. My, my grandmother bought me, uh, like, my first Playboys and all that kind of stuff. When Get I was the really fuck here. out of yeah. here. Yo, shout she out to grandma. I was, like, I was probably, I was probably like 10 or something like that. Looking at and the, oh. she hid it for my mom or whatever. And my mom found them and made a big thing out of it. But um, my mom, yeah, so, like. It was never taboo in my house. Nothing was really taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was never really spoken about in, in that way. Like, not so openly, you know what I'm saying? So, I was a boy, so it was me and my brother. So, it's kind of awkward to... Right. Yeah. Ew, did y'all ever walk in on your, on your parents? <laughs> I've never walked on in on them having sex. But I've asked... Like, my mother, first of all, like, I don't know how it is in everybody else's house, but my mother gives no shits about being naked in front of us. My mother... Like, maybe the boy, she's more like, you know, close the door. But, like, the, I've literally... I'm grown as hell, and I've sat, like, on the floor while my mom was taking a shower and been like, yeah, and then it was really fucked up. She would pass my towel, and I pass her towel, and her tetas are all out. And I'm like, yeah, because then... And I, like... Am I, and my father will bang on the door and be like, yo, you don't even let her take a shower. And I'm like, oh, like, we don't think about our... Fa- so 
I but I have walked in like on my dad like his towel and I'm like oh my god and I wanted to kill myself and then like my dad is so awkward about it because he acts like it never happened and like obviously you should act like it never happened but it's like I'm his daughter so obviously it's like traumatizing and I'm like eh. and I just I act like it never happened because he's acting like it never happened but yeah I've only walked in on them naked I've never seen them like hell no nah, I'll kill myself yeah no single I asked that shit because. I fucking did. I was in high school. I was tight the whole day. I didn't want to talk to neither one of them. I was like the Narviata, not even fucking. Oh, it just stopped? Oh. No, I don't have to repeat that shit anyway. Not yet. I dead ass did. Huh? Like you caught them like dead in the, the heat of it or? Ay, Dios mío. No, it was like, I don't even want to be explicit. I mean, they weren't naked. Thank you, Lord. So it was like on some probably. Bitch, first of all, you need to, What? What do you mean? How do you have sex without being naked? <laughs> right, right. But I didn't, whatever they were doing, I didn't see, but I knew what was going on because they looked so, they looked so fucking guilty. I was so tight. Like I was slamming shit for no reason. I was like, I went to school. I was tight the whole day. Nobody talked to me. That was so weird. Like to, I mean, but they're human though. I don't judge them. Yeah, but I was like 17. I was like, ew, that's so nasty. What do you love most about yourself, Amy? Um, I love, uh, I, I love how loyal I am. I really love how loyal I am. I mean, I would say, I, I don't want to say like I'm loyal to a fault because then that's put in like a negative, you know, perspective to it. That's who I am. It's like, I love that when I'm on somebody's side, like I'm on their fucking side, better or worse. Um, and I try to understand where people are coming from. Even if at the moment I spaz the fuck out, I'm going to reflect on it and I'm probably going to say I'm sorry. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I, I, like, I like the fact that I can, I can feel other people and kind of gauge where they are emotionally and kind of meet them where they need me to, you know, to meet them. So I think that's what I like about myself. I, I like, I like the, the moral standards that I have. I like the fact that like I think that somebody could be attractive and be smart. And I like the fact that like I have a big heart and I don't believe in like somebody taught me something a long time ago when I was working at Columbia University. I used to work the door at the um the gym and I don't believe in standing mercy in mercy's way. So there was this older lady that was trying to get in. She didn't have her ID. And like me being young person of color, like I'm just I'm not tripping like, all right, you know, pass through like I don't care. And, you know, usually like and if you grew up in the city, you know, if you have a black bus driver, like usually a black male, they don't really care that much. It's like pass. Go ahead. You know what I mean? It's the ones that are always trying to prove something that you're like, bro, like this is not coming out of your paycheck. Like, why would you stand in? So like for me working that door, it was kind of like a sense of power. You know what I mean? But it was like I didn't. I didn't abuse it and I actually was like not tripping like I and I remember this this lady was trying to get into whatever she didn't she didn't have her ID and I let her through and she looked at me and she said you know thank you I really appreciate that I really need to work out today it was on her way out and she was like it's a sin to stand in mercy's way and I, that has stuck with me since I was 17. I was like, yo, that's a fact. Like, I will never stand in mercy's way for anybody. Like, if I have the power to help somebody or to, like, do something, I'm going to do it, you know? And, and people have, like, come to me like, oh, Nick is the plug, Nick is this. 
is not that and I don't believe in that because there's things that I can't do. I just I can't. But if I can do it for you, I'll be like, Yeah, like I got you. I'll walk back in the spot if I know the security guard and be like, Yo, she's good or you know, I just I it's a sin to stand in mercy's way. So that's what I think I like about myself is my moral beliefs. Yeah. Uh, my passion, I think, it sort of guides me and everything I do. Shout out. Shout it's, out. I mean, it's definitely a gift and a curse, right? Because I think it kind of leads you really strongly in certain ways that maybe you shouldn't be going. Um, but I definitely think it sort of, it keeps me going. It always fuels me when, you know, whenever something mm-hmm. like a, a door closes or something, my passion is what keeps me going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That, that passion is about my culture, it's about my, my the things I'm passionate, you know, things I'm passionate about, like music yeah. and all that. But it's definitely the thing I love most about myself. That's crazy, though, because you guys uh, are very similar in nature when it comes down to what you just talked about, Nick. Like, that's some, you're very sweet. Like, a lot of people. And what's crazy is that, you know, it's so hard for, I hate bringing up, we, we, love, we love dropping the Virgo and mm. the Gemini this. Mm. But there's some traits that are mm. somewhat, like, right. right. Um, and though, like, Nick might appear to be very Gemini at times, like, mm. your personality is very sweet. You're very caring and nurturing and mm. mindful and the same thing with you chris i think it's pretty dope i'm saying that i guess we didn't really say what we liked about each other so uh, i just kind of want to okay. throw that out there <laughs> i'm gonna get into what i like about amy but i think that <laughs> no but for for me like i hate that i'm so passionate and i actually have passion uh, tattooed on my arm mm. and it's pa- it's passion in portuguese and I got and nobody ever does. Everybody mm. was always like, "Oh, you got that yesterday." I'm like, "No." First of all, it's fully healed. Secondly, I got it when I was 21. <laughs> but I hate that I'm passionate, and I was always kind of taught that it was a bad thing. Like, especially in my household, like when mm. I was when I felt something passionately, right. like I wasn't scared. Like last week, or you know, when we did the the episode with with Biajero, like mm. when when I get into talking about Puerto Rico and like my face turns red and I mm. start talking about injustices and like don't mm. get me started on like what they did to Pedro Bisocampo mm. and like you know fucking the the snake that murios marine was if you put me in that <laughs> position beliefs. right if you put me in that then you start seeing the side of me and i think that's the one thing i really hate about myself is that i'm so passionate but it's so interesting that i hate that about myself and i got it tatted on me but it should be a fuel it shouldn't be something that you saw i i still but i i hate it because i was always taught when i was a kid like right. especially by my mother like mm. if i found that something was wrong right. i was not scared to spaz and be right. like but not that wasn't all the time but it was like as an adult because I think I was so quiet when I was a kid I was always taught like Nicole bota de bien and like mm-hmm. so I was always like the pretty one that like just had to sit there and do the prom queen smile and just be okay <laughs> with everything and then like when something like would piss me off I'm like no but this is no and now right. I'm like no but fuck that no fuck right. cause fuck that like right. I'm not with that and then it'll be like Nicole Nicole mm-hmm. you're out of control has romantic involvement um, or non-involvement influenced or impact your career has like romantic involvement or not being involved have like impacted your career in some way? I love this question. I don't think we ever asked it before. Um, it it a thousand percent no, but you know what? So just before you guys pulled up today, I was reevaluating my life because I am young and I'm hard on myself, but you know, I have my own apartment and I pay my own bills. And so you know, and I live in a neighborhood that I grew up in, but it's expensive to live here now. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, what can I do to make more money? Mm-hmm. And what I'm realizing is, is that sometimes I'll get into relationships and I'll allow for those relationships to take over my, even my finances. Right. So the point where it's like, I will 
do certain things or be so involved in a person that I'm not like, oh, Nicole, remember that you have this design he- like deadline and remember that you have to submit this by this time. And I'm over here like, but I'm like, but did he text me today? Are we going to go out? And I'm 28 and I'm still going through it. So if you're going through it, know that like, you know, it's a process. And when you're ready to make that change and life makes you so uncomfortable, that's when you're going to make that change. True that. No amount of reading or advice from Thea that's going to change that shit until you're ready. <laughs> Chris, you can go next. We ain't got to be in order. Go ahead, keep it. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'll go fuck it. I mean, I think for me personally, I mean, I'm married, so it's, it's, it's different, right? So I think that relationship with my wife inspires me to, to try to take the things that I'm, that I'm about and, and push them forward. And now having a daughter, even more so, like I, I look at things that... Shout out to uh, wife and daughter. Absolutely. Um, but there was a time where I was sort of doing things for myself. Right now, I realize it's not just about me. It's, and not just about my wife. It's more important it's about my daughter. So everything I try to do now leads to that legacy I want to leave behind for her so she can take it and sort of, you know, not just look back, like, oh, my dad, look what he did, whatever, whatever, but yeah. take it, take that and keep moving forward, right? Cause Do you, you see a difference, though? And, like, since your shift, your mindset has been so, like, this is less about me, now it's about someone else. Have things popped off easier for you um, since that state? Like, do you remember when it was like, I'm hungry, right. I got to do this for me, maybe mm-hmm. ego was involved, but the oh, second yeah. you started to be like, you know, this is for my daughter. I would say to be to be real with you, over the last over the last year, uh, so my daughter's about to be two um, in October, mm-hmm. and um, you know, looking back at all the stuff I've done, like I think that I always did it for myself, right? Because right. ego or whatever it may be. Right. Now, before, like I, it's it's something that I I approach projects or I approach different things that I'm that, I'm, that I have on my plate or what have you, with the intention of making sure that they're bigger than just today or you know oh this is gonna lead to that but long term so so leading to you know like i said leading to this idea of, of creating a legacy you know and, and you know give, give give jay-z the love he deserves i definitely think that what he did on that on that album speaks to that i agree you know what i'm saying i think that's true I, I don't think we do that enough as as people of color um and i think that's something we should be doing you know what i'm saying is looking for beyond just ourselves because you know we, we're right now we're at a point generation in terms of our generation that um, we should be doing that. You know, we, we've gone beyond, you know, the simple just creating basic human rights, right? We, right. we, we pushed past right. that. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So now let's, 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 let's definitely create something bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Not just yeah. the most basic shit. Let's build the empire that we can build, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I definitely agree. Um, I think it's kind of a, I mean, I can't say a mixture of both because I'm not married and I don't have any mm-hmm. children. <laughs> but I definitely relate more to what you said, Nick. As far as, um, and when I, when I asked that question, I was really, I mean, anything I do, I, it's because I'm asking myself, I'm reflecting on it on my own. Um, how y'all's relationships have been uh, kind of a burden on my, on what I get done. And it's not, it's not a coincidence that when I finally do make something happen that I never thought I could was usually after a breakup. I didn't know how to have the same hunger while I was happy in a relationship because whether I liked it or not that was still the first thing on my mind you know what I'm saying um you know when you mentioned like did he text me why hasn't he texted me um are we gonna hang out later like you know just looking for these instant kind of gratifying like feelings or or moments through someone else that like you know you get distracted I mean it's a great distraction don't get me wrong love is like the best drug ever um, and connecting with somebody is some of the best highs that I've ever gotten. But 
a lot of my a lot of what I've done has suffered, but also the better sides of me has come out from the ugly. So I can't really I can't really complain about it. Um, but it's interesting because it's like now that I'm not involved at all. I definitely feel a difference. I feel lighter. It's not, whatever I get done is not like out of spite. I'm not doing it to show off. Uh, fuck you, we broke up, look at me now. You know what I'm saying? It's more like, if it happens, it happens. My mind is clearer. Um, and I don't feel like I have to juggle as much, which is a different, a different vibe. So, I don't know. Amy got the gems. She got the... What track is that, by the way? What track is that? What what song is it? This is this is Thank You Slave. I love that from the uh, Just a Touch of Love album. So I don't know. I guess this one's kind of tough. But what is we talked about it already a little bit. Do you feel do you feel that like social media impacts monogamy if at all? Oh, I go first. No, I want to switch it up. You go first. You go first. What do you mean? What what, what, what do you mean? impact your one-on-one relationship does it affect it i mean i think you you gotta take that you gotta take social media and all these things for what they are right it's just a a way to communicate in this day and age right so i I don't think that it could it could definitely have a negative impact i have friends who who i'll give a good example a good friend of mine his girlfriend is constantly on him about oh i saw you like so-and-so's picture like simple basic shit that to me don't really mean anything at the end of the day right um i, I think there's some value to that don't get me wrong um, i believe that there's some value to that but the reality is that that's just the way people interact so maybe you know you're just you know supporting somebody for what they're doing whatever so you just you like a picture or what have you and um, at least for me, it don't mean anything more than that. What the hell is supporting somebody? I mean, who's showing it, off their that's fucking something different. tummy no. teeth? Oh, that's something different. Goddamn uh. diet shit or some <laughs> some tiny waist. That's not name names, nothing, Amy. Name names. Right? <laughs> supporting you, supporting the tummy teeth. Nah, that's some other base. That's some corny shit though. Like I would, like I. Oh, it is. I know a lot of people, but like I don't follow that kind of shit, right? So I'm not somebody. I'm very not, not to make it a bigger thing, but I, I I'm selective in terms of what I follow because I also that's the feed I'm getting every day, right? Is he sneaky? No kidding. No, no for real. No, like no, no. no, I'm not. Nah, nah. <laughs> no, I mean for real. Cause I mean your feed is also what you're ingesting every day, right? So if right. you're ingesting tummy teas and all the other bullshit, like that's what your your mind's gonna get in that that mode, right? So I like to follow people who are doing shit that I'm I'm inspired by. Or you know what I'm saying, or what have you, or just or friends or what have you. But I don't follow like I don't follow celebrities. I don't do that, me personally. Nothing's wrong with that, but I don't personally do that because I can care less about what Kim Kardashian's doing or whatever. It doesn't inspire me as a person, right? So I like to follow and consume that which inspires me, so that I can produce. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think Instagram, um, specifically, because I don't really have Twitter like that anymore. Definitely. Um, impacts relationships because if we're in a relationship and you're liking things i don't care if it's a pair of sneakers or a fucking building or some scenery and you haven't texted me back and i peep that you like some shit and you haven't texted me back then i'm like don't disrespect me right, right, right. just don't disrespect me like right. a-, a lo menos you could send a text that's three words i can't right now right. or i got you or whatever it is just be for me i'm a big communicator so just like say 
whatever it is answer because i'm not also i'm not up your ass 24 7 365 so if you doing something you busy that's fine but if i ask you a question about something or if i'm like hey what are you doing just like on some like you know i miss you right and you liking shit, but you're not texting back, then I feel disrespected. So in that sense, I think it's scary because back in the 70s, when a guy wasn't returning your call, he just wasn't home all day. And I right. kind of sometimes think about that. And I wish I grew up in that time of like the 70s or like the 90s when you had to like remember somebody's. I love it. And I don't at the same time, because like when I'm doing work and I'm hella efficient, I'm like, damn, like I don't want to go back to that time where like you had to get home get to do something like I can kill it right now at the airport and just like keep it moving or whatever when I need to send out a file but like when it comes to relationships I don't want to know it's just too much to know also like when I you start reading into shit and like going back to what my aunt said is like don't think or put too much thought into those things Absolutely. I think that for example men that like pictures that let's say I have men that are married that are my friends that like my pictures and I don't think anything of it because I'm like no he's married and so my homegirl is like but is he really married I'm like yeah bitch like i'm not because i don't think like that right. but then there are times where i think that you do have the low-key sucios that don't care and are gonna like a picture that maybe you put up so that you know you can get your dude's attention because <laughs> we do it right. as females we're like i'm trying to get your attention i just like three of your pictures bam 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 where's the dm and so then maybe you put up a picture you're trying to get your guy's attention but you're not trying to do it in like a like a direct way trying to send pictures to him you put it up you get a couple likes but then you got like this the strays that like like your shit you're like uh, i didn't mean for you to like that picture of me in a bikini in puerto rico like maybe it depends too because i'm going through a weight loss so if somebody is supportive of me like yo nick i'm proud of you lost a lot of weight i'd be like yes thank you i appreciate you now go home to your wife and like you know kill it like live your life you know so if you support me in that way thank you i don't look at you as a creep i have married friends again i love you guys and if you like my picture and i lost a lot of weight and you know you're proud of me that's amazing but like just don't come out on some creep shit later on then i'm like oh, i didn't want that so yeah um hell yeah social media could be a problem and it has been a problem like you said the whole like if i if I send you something and I don't hear from you, but I see you on IG stories, that's a problem. Right. Because you just showed me priority. I get all my messages, whether I read them or not. I see everything, even if I don't open it, you know? This is a terrible, terrible way to look at it, but I think I'm in the most blunt stage of my life. When a guy puts up an Instagram story mm. and I text you and I'm waiting for a response and it's been over 30 minutes and you're still on ig story up uploading new shit mm. the first thing that i think is oh you don't give a fuck about me so now i don't give a fuck yeah, about you I, I would agree with you on that though i mean obviously like i think you said it's priority like so if, some, if somebody sends you a text respond to that you know don't, don't take number three seconds if you're busy what have you say hey look right. i'm busy right now what send have me you? a fucking yeah. a gif i don't give a shit send me something <laughs> send me confetti a fucking balloon but they're telling you they're shit. telling you they're telling you Without telling you, you know what I'm saying? That's what you gotta take that. That's that's more powerful than them saying, Oh, I'm busy. When they're not busy, they're doing some other shit, right? So take that for But but what's crazy is is like for the last couple of years, like, you know, me being with someone, of course we had the problem with that where it's like, Mm -hmm. whatever. I'm 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 getting jealous, but that spoke about a whole bunch of other issues that we had in our relationship that Mm -hmm. would just come out that way, you know? Mm -hmm. The insecurities would come out that way. Mm -hmm. But what I've had the most issues with is that like 
guys getting upset at me because of the attention I would get on IG. Mm, okay. So, but it would come out in the most, in the weirdest ways. It's like, oh, well, what about you? You got right, all right. these niggas writing shit under your pictures. Right. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, yeah, but what are you putting up? It's not like, it's I not mean, crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So, it's right, like, right, yeah. right. Of course, that was That's like a way them. of them turning the tables Absolutely. or trying to, trying to kind of like hide right, behind right. something. But, yeah, no, I think it's interesting, though, with social media and, and the, the impact that it has on, or like it brings up little demons that you don't really know are kind of lingering. Mm. A like could right. be so much for so a much woman. More. Like, right, right. oh, word, he liked her picture? He right, hasn't right. liked my picture. Let me go right. see when was the last time he liked. He liked- <laughs> it's been 10 weeks. He hasn't liked none of my shit, but you right. got time to like this person? Right. So like things like that become a problem because it just, it feels, we feel like that's a reflection on right. how much they, they're into us or not. Like, but... You know, I'm good for letting my phone die. I actually look forward to when I have a dead phone. So I could just read on the train. No, I wouldn't say. Honestly, I wouldn't even say. Yeah, no, I love being disconnected sometimes. 